Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bear Share Show. This is your host, Andre Matoyer. And today I am going to talk about a topic that we don't talk about often enough. And joining me is the really awesome Mr. Phil Fote. Phil, how are you doing today? Hey, Andre, I'm doing good. Awesome. And the topic today is on organ health. And not just the organs that we think of, like your brain or your heart, but those other organs that are really, really important for us to live, like our liver, pancreas, kidneys, um, we know that they're important, but we don't really talk enough about them. And a lot of gays do a lot of stuff for their body. And maybe we need to think a little bit harder about those choices. And so Phil wanted to come along to talk about his experience, because I know that organ health has been a big part of your life, Phil. And I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about it with me. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the for the opportunity. Absolutely. So um, I know that we've known each other on social media um, Mm -hmm. and that you have a husband or a Mm long-term boyfriend, right? Yeah, he's a, we're, we're, we are married. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And um, I know that he was the one that was experiencing some organ health and that's sort of what got you um, just more educated and informed about the situation of why organs are so important. So if you could um, take a moment and explain like how this, why this is so important to you. Sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, my husband's name is Ron and uh, we've been together for 23 years. So it's amazing. <laughs> a long time. Uh, we got, we got married officially kind of, yeah. uh, you know, after prop eight. So um, was done. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we've been uh, officially married for a while now, um, and you know we're in our we're at this point we're in our kind of mid forties. Um, a couple years ago, about three years ago, he got really sick and kind of like a started out like a bad flu, okay. and then just wasn't getting any better and started to have some really kind of worrying symptoms like shortness of breath and uh, really intense fatigue and stuff like that. So um, we went kind of wound up in the ER and we're told kind of just sitting there in the ER that he was in kidney failure and would have to start dialysis immediately, you know, oh and uh, the, the particular, the particular ER doctor wasn't very, you know, personable and didn't have a very good bedside manner. So he just sort of said it, just told us to our face and just walked away. Um, if you're on so, dialysis, just this deal with it. Yeah. FYI. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um, un- Really, really total shock, total shock to the system. Um, so fast forward, you know, we had a week in the hospital, several days in the ICU, getting stable. Um, now, uh, our how we live our life is that up to three days a week, uh, we have to go to the dia- uh, dialysis center uh, for four hours at a time of treatment where his blood is cycled. Uh, through a filter and back into his body to keep him alive. And um, it keeps him alive. But let me tell you, it is not fun. Uh, There's nothing fun about it. And um, part of this experience and kind of coming to terms with it and dealing with it is that um, I want to talk to people, as many people as I can, so that um, they don't have to go through this, right? If there's a a way to avoid it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I thank you for, again for, for doing that and give mm -hmm. my uh, support to Ron. I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously that's scary. And a lot of people um, that could be listening, just maybe they're like, all right, well, what do I need to look out for? Or, you know, why is it so important? So what would be some knowledge that you would like to share about health when it comes to some of your other organs? Um, you know, something that people should be aware of is that uh, about a third of the population of the United States, so that's about 37 million people, are that's at risk of kidney disease. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a high number, high percentage. And maybe the, the more alarming thing is that 90% of the people that do have kidney disease progressing don't know that they have it. They're not aware of that they have it until it's really? too late. They're, yeah, it's too late. They're sick and they need, they wind up needing dialysis and transplant. Um, so again, this is another reason I'm, I'm kind of out talking about this stuff. You know, I'm no doctor. I, I, you know, yeah. I defer all medical advice to, to medical professionals, doctors and trained people. But, um, I think there's some things that people can be aware of and do to kind of avoid, avoid an outcome like that. Yeah. Well, actually let's elaborate on that. So what mm -hmm. can people do to pay attention? Like what, how can they better support the organs and, you know, like what are some warning signs that they can look out for when it comes to their organ health? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, um, with organ health, you can, you, you can be unaware of it because a lot of times the warning signs are either um, non-existent, right? Like you yeah. might feel fine one day and, and horrible the next, or um, they're very, they can be very subtle, right? Okay. So, so something you need to do, like one of the first things I always recommend people do is, um, take care of your health in general. And, and one of the, one of the big things you can do for that, regardless of your age, is have a really good um, working relationship with a primary care doctor. Okay. You know, I think a lot of people in the United States, just the way our healthcare is set up, and it's rather yeah. difficult to access. It, it can be time consuming and expensive, expensive and yeah. yeah, expensive, confusing, complicated, all that stuff. But one thing you can do is, if you at all possibly can, find a good primary care doctor that you can have a dialogue open dialogue with yeah. and um you know ask all kinds of questions and they'll give you responses and you trust them yeah. um, i think yeah. that's huge that's that's super important and then yeah. when you're with the doctor there's like specific tests that you recommend or like yeah i, I mean that scares me. i mean <laughs> typically, right. Typically, uh, so, sometimes um, on your yearly checkup, if you are, you know, assuming you're going to your yearly checkup, which you should, um, yeah. they'll do like a blood test, maybe a urine test or one or the other. And um, what you want to make sure is just ask your doctor, you know, hey, I want to I want to make sure that, you know, my kidneys are, are all good. And yeah. they, they might need to order like an extra blood test or an extra urine test. Or, or like both. That's how they determine. They'll they'll do a blood test and they'll do a urine test and then they kind of put the results together and they determine how your kidneys are functioning. Mm -hmm. And um, and they can tell you, you know, like, hey, you're at 80%, 90% functionality. You're good for your age. Or, oh, hey, you know, we see some some decreased functionality here. And if that's the case, um, 
fear not <laughs> because there are interventions you can do uh, early on. There's medications you can take. There's lifestyle changes you can make yeah. that um, can really extend the life of um, your kidneys and your liver and your pancreas so that you don't run into that situation of um, later down the road. Of course. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's huge. I mean, so I go into my doctor um, about once every three months just for my like prep follow up. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I always just tell my doctor, like, run everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. And they do it. And yeah. so that helps. And I do get my liver enzymes checked and my kidney functions checked. And yeah. And so far, no red flags, which has, been, <laughs> which has been good. But, yeah, like, I think it helps that I go to a doctor who's, like, gay-friendly. And they know, you know, how to – they know some of the things that we're going to ask, you know. And yeah, that's really nice. And with so. and with prep with prep they're definitely checking that there's they're checking on those things because that yeah. is kind of a possible side effect. But if you don't happen to be on prep, um, go ahead and ask your doctor about it. And if they push back and they're like, "Well, why? You know, why do you why do you want to know about your kidneys?" Just say, "Hey, you know, I, I I've I'm become aware of this. You know, I don't want to, you know, I want to avoid a bad outcome." They might ask you about your family history. Like, do you have mm -hmm. a family history of kidney issues? Um, if you do, certainly that's another reason to, to pay attention to yeah. it. Um, it can be genetically influenced. So, you know, be aware. Yeah. Be aware. I, I totally agree. Um, so are there other ways that you can sort of be on the lookout for it? I know you were saying that, you know, some of the signs can be subtle. Like, so if you're not at the doctor's office, what are some ways that you can maybe pay attention to on your own? Yeah, um, it can be it can be very subtle, but like um, if you have changes in your uh, any kind of like changes you notice that don't seem to be what you're used to, like if you are um, urinating less in terms of volume and frequency, if yeah. you have kind of skin color changes, if you notice kind of like random swelling um, in different joints or or maybe your feet or something. Um, if you, if you're prone to gouty, like gout, gout attacks, things like that, sw swelling joints, painful joints, things like that. Um, you know, these are all kind of your body giving you signals that something's different, something's changing. Mm -hmm. Um, you might want to, uh, investigate a little bit Absolutely. at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I have no problem going to a doctor. I know, like you were mentioning earlier, culturally, for some reason, pe some people, don't want to but i like going back to your first point i think it's huge um because mm -hmm. usually when i get some of those signs my first thing is to go on web md and then i start freaking myself out that i have oh yeah <laughs> try not to don't do dr google dr right. google is not you know exactly not i know uh, but you know hey like you said find a good doctor and then you know yeah. you can feel comforted um so again like you know we normally talk about organ health like our brain and our heart and some of those big mm -hmm. organs, but you know, you are having experience like with the liver and kidneys. Um, as we, we know, right? Like in the bear scene and in the gay scene in general, there's a lot of guys that do a lot of party drugs, um, and drugs are filtered out through the liver and kidneys. Mm -hmm. So, what is your take on that, or what can be your advice when it comes to those things? What I would say is, look, you know, people people are going to do a certain amount of what they're going to do anyway, yeah. right? And it, it really doesn't do any, anybody any good to shame anybody. However, 
Um, having more information going into making those decisions, I think is, is always a good thing, right? So knowing, just knowing the fact that, you know, your organs, your internal organs have a finite lifespan and what they work to do, what they, they function as is they work to keep your body in equilibrium and whatever you put in your body, whether it's food, whether it's, um, party drugs, whatever you're yeah. you're knocking you're knocking your body out of equilibrium, and your your organs have to work much harder. Whether that's filtering your blood or producing different levels of hormones or whatever you're you know doing um, to to kind of get your body back into equilibrium, they're going to work right. extra hard. So you know if you if you do choose to do that. You know, maybe maybe you want to be a little more mindful if you have a, a genetic predisposition, or if you know that your kidneys are already like a little bit on the on the weaker side. Maybe you want to be aware of that, and maybe you modulate your decisions based on that, right? Maybe you right. take a break from partying. Don't do it so often. Maybe you go a little lighter on the alcohol, or or you know whatever whatever works best for your lifestyle. Yeah. But um you know, you can, you can modulate your behavior if you have more, more information and more knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not just the drugs too. There's a lot of, you know, alcoholism and, and that sort of stuff that. that yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well with that as well, um, I, I talked about this um, a few episodes ago that there is unfortunately a lot of gays that not necessarily party drugs, but they might do like testosterone or steroids to help maybe with some of their, their body goals. Right. Um, right. What do you, what do you think about that? Or how do you, how do you know how well that affects your kidneys or liver? Well, yeah. Um, the kidneys, the kidneys, people always sort of think of the kidneys and the liver as kind of these filters, right. That Mm -hmm. filter waste out of your blood. And they do do that. But another thing that the kidneys do that people, some people aren't aware of is, they are also part of your endocrine system. And so they produce hormones and they produce some really important hormones. Like the only hormone, you know, testosterone and, and estrogen are not the only hormones in the human body. There are hormones that help you to produce red blood cells, which are vital, right? So um, again, when you're, when you're doing tests or TRAN or any of these things, right? You're, you're knocking your endocrine system out of, out of balance. And um, your kidneys are going to have to work to to right that balance. Um, so again, yeah, your liver and your kidneys, you're going to put stress and strain on that um, in putting those substances in your body. The other thing, like with the gym lifestyle, which um, kind of people don't realize is some of the gym lifestyle stuff revolves around ingesting a lot of protein, like massive, massive amounts of protein. Yeah. Got to get and, slow, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we, we get into the bro science part where it's like, right. you know, the dude at the gym that has like an amazing body says, hey, bro, you got to do like 50 grams of protein in this sh- giant shake. And it's like at some point, like if you're not like an Olympic level athlete, your body is just not going to use that protein. Right. And um, the kidneys play a direct role in filtering that additional over to overload of protein out of your your body. And it stresses them. And um, one of the first things that you start to do as you kind of progress in with kidney disease is you start to kind of, you actually move to eating a low protein diet. Mm. 
um, for some people, some people in the progression of the disease um, to preserve the kidney function. So it's, it's like, you know, you might want to go easy on the bro science again, talk to like people that are, you know, trained, you know, personal trainers that actually have education and training in this stuff, nutritionists that actually have education and training in this stuff and let them know what kind of training you're doing. You know, if you're, like I said, if you're like training to be a competitive athlete, your needs are going to be very different than if you're a guy training to look good at, you know, look good with your clothes off that goes to the gym three, three or four times a week. Right. Right. Your needs are going to be very, very different and you should kind of just take that into account. Absolutely. I, I think that's smart too. Um, you know, it's not just, it's not just, you know, listening to other people, you have to be smarter than that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the, the liver and, and kidneys now. Um, there's a lot of people that say, well, that's fine. Like you can live with two kidneys and doesn't the liver like regenerate. So um, what, what's your take on that? So as far as like, you know, the kidney situation, well, the kidney situation is that um, you, a healthy person, can live with a single kidney, yep. and um, lobes of the liver. Liver is a, a very unique organ, and that it can um, kind of grow back if if it's um, if it's you do crazy. something like a tr- like a transplant, right? Yeah. So we we get into like, well, what what happens, right? If you do have kidney disease or liver failure, what what happens then? And the answer is transplant. Um, a, a person can donate a kidney, a living person can donate a kidney and live a perfectly normal, happy, same length, same quality of life, not have to do any drastic uh, restrictions on anything, any aspect of their lifestyle with a single kidney. Um, so uh, that's something to kind of ponder, I think, um, for that's- folks. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what can they do, like, with that extra kidney? Well, if you if you choose to donate, um, what you're really doing is you're becoming, uh, if you choose to be a living donor, you're, you're becoming a uh, really an angel to someone. Um, you know, it is, it is a, a big decision, but um, you're really uh, saving a person's life. You could be... Um, you know, becoming part of their family. Now, the other thing you can do, which is very easy, and I really encourage everybody to do this, is, um, you know, be a, be a deceased donor, right? Okay. Um, fill out, you can go online to um, organdonor.gov uh, website and sign up to be an organ donor in your state in like the sign up process is super easy. It's like five minutes, right? Yeah. You can also do it when you renew your driver's license or change of address on your driver's license. Um, that's what I did. It's, and I think it's yeah. super, it's super easy. Just check a box and then there you yep. go. You know? Yeah, totally. And the, the, the next step of that though, um, if you, if you do choose to be a deceased donor is, um, I do encourage you to have a, have a discussion with your loved ones about your, your desire to do that and your choice to do that. Because, um, what will happen through that process is if something, God forbid, untoward happens and you pass away, um, your, your next of kin will be approached rather shortly after the event uh, and by a representative from the, the hospital, um, actually an organ donor organization will approach them and, and ask and say, hey, you know, you've, you've signed up to be an organ donor. 
uh, may we proceed with that process? And your loved ones will be in a state of shock. They'll be emotional. They'll, um, you know, they may, they may have like a knee jerk reflex reaction to say, no, no, I don't want you to touch yeah. anything on his body or anything at that moment. But if you've made your, um, your, your, if you've made your wishes known to yeah. them, they're much more likely to, uh, say, oh, yeah, you know, we talked about this with him, and I know it's important, it was important to him, him or her, and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you can proceed, you know, with that. And a single deceased donor can make the difference in um, the life of up to eight living people. That's and it's such crazy, just from one person? It's, yes, it's such wow. a legacy to leave um, if something, you know, again, God forbid, we all want to, we all want to stay here as long as we can, but... Um, yeah. It is such a great legacy to leave if uh, if that does happen. Well, I know that people always romanticize, like, oh, like you know, you're you're the living donor, you know, like you mm -hmm. donate to someone, you're the hero, and that's awesome. But when I learned, and I, I learned this a while ago, that you can donate when you're deceased, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, like I don't need them, you know, like why not? I think that's that's huge. I don't think enough people yeah. realize that, you know. Um, what that box means on that form or just quickly donating yeah. like how many, like eight people just from you. Like that's, that's crazy. That's, that's amazing. I think yes. that's, uh, that's yeah. important. Um, yeah. So like, do you know anyone who has done any live like transplants, like the live version? Um, yeah. Like just kind of in the news, as far as public figures, um, some, someone that may be known to the bear community is, um, Pennsylvania State Representative Brian Sims, right? He uh, he actually became a. I know. I mean, he's a civil rights attorney. He's in government, and he's gorgeous, and he's a kidney donor. I mean, you know, how many more? You know, how many more great things can this guy do? Right? He's an angel, um, <laughs> indeed, and he walks among us. Um, but yes. we, so he he wound up. Um, he donated a kidney to someone that was just like a constituent, a friend, like someone he knew in his neighborhood that was in kidney failure. And um, he donated, made, was a living donor. He didn't really expect it to become public. It wasn't like a press release or anything. It, sure. it kind of came out in the course of like the COVID pandemic and some weird shenanigans that kind of went on on the, on, you know, in government up in Pennsylvania. And uh, it kind of came out um, on, on, you know, on, unbidden but uh yeah and um he's just living a perfectly normal life uh thereafter and you know he's friends with his donor or d the recipient and and their his husband and you know they, they live a great life and um some some folks that are in the kidney community that people may not be aware of is like um the comedian george lopez right he was a recipient of oh, a donated okay. kidney. Um, wow. Selena Gomez as well, right? Selena Gomez was a recipient. Um, someone who's, you know, very no young. Idea. Yeah, no um, idea. Yeah, needed needed yeah. a kidney transplant and had a living donor uh, step up. Wow. So wow. Um, it's definitely uh, prevalent out there. Yes. And I think, you know, whether you're living or deceased, donating helps a lot. I think that's that's huge. Um, yeah, and we re we really need to get the the word out because um, you know a lot of people are in favor of organ donation, like have a really positive opinion of it, and like what we're talking about, like ninety plus percent of the population really believes in it. That's a, that it's a great thing, right? That yeah. science has given us. But the, remember that that checking the box, signing up that I mentioned, only forty percent 
of people that are in favor of it have actually signed up. And that sounds like so low. It's like, hey, if we're all in favor of this, if we all believe in this, let's let's, let's make sure it. to check the box. Let's let's yeah. make sure to, to to make it happen. Absolutely. And where do you go again to sign up if you wanted to just sign up today? Um, organdonor.gov on the web is okay. uh, an easy spot. You can like you can also do it actually on your iPhone. Uh, it's oh, wow. super easy, or or you can do it through like your DMV. Um, if you have like relocated or changed move states or something like that, you probably need to do it again. Sure. Um, so you know if you if you have like made a change of of uh, where you live, go ahead and Absolutely. do it again. Well, this is this is awesome. Um, again, I think not enough gays are talking about this, and I really appreciate your knowledge and expertise on it. Um, if you can just tell the audience some like a, a big takeaway that you would like them to know about organ health what would that be um sure it's it sounds kind of cliche but like um you know lead a healthy lifestyle um yeah. have have a good relationship with your doctor uh obey your doctor right like if they give you meds if they give you a med for high cholesterol or if they give you a med for yeah. um, for high blood pressure or or a CPAP or something take it like go with the treatment, you know, work the treatment with them. If something about it, you don't like talk to them about it, you know, have a, have an open dialogue with them. Um, take into consideration what you're, what you're doing to your body, like avoid bro science. Don't do Dr. Google, go to the, yeah. go to the health professionals. Um, and then the other thing I would add is just, you know, Hey, think about donation, you know, as, as gay mm -hmm. people, we often have different relationships with our families than traditional, potentially. Yeah. We may be less likely to have biological kids. There may be different circumstances for us. So I really think we should uh, take care of each other and uh, really, really consider donation if you can. Absolutely. Um, and final thought, what would you hope to see for the future of the bear and the LGBTQIA communities? I mean, I want to see us all be healthy, right? I want to yeah. see us all take care of ourselves and take care of each other, right? And um, and and be kind to each other. And when inevitably the bad stuff does happen, because let me tell you, we're all getting older, and eventually you'll mm -hmm. you know we'll have we'll need a doctor, we'll need a we'll have something go on. Be you know take care of each other you know yeah. um, support each other uh, no no judgment on anything just be there for each other uh, that's what I want to see absolutely and I, and I forgot to mention too like with the steroid stuff like it's not just the organs and liver but also like your testicles too right like there's you know just oh, yeah. being aware of that aspect mm -hmm. so just hopefully just you know we're being smarter and and being more aware of these things and again like having these conversations that we don't have enough of is massive and it's huge um well thank you so much phil for taking the time out of your day and, and talking to me about this um for those listening i hope this is something that you guys can identify with and i hope that we can have more conversations about this stuff with our friends so thank you so much for taking the time today phil thank you andre i really appreciate you uh making the offer and uh using your platform uh love love all the all that you do Appreciate thank it. you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening again to another episode of the bear show show. Um, if you like the bear show show, please follow and subscribe and you can listen to the bear show show on pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So Apple music, Google playlist. Uh, you can also listen to it on Apple music, 
Facebook, and YouTube. So pretty much anywhere. Thank you for another episode and look forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.